this is a is this a supporter show? I think or? we're gonna do a supporter show this week. I I'm back and but uh, I gotta tell you, Chase. Yeah. I've been shaken to the core. I've been shaken. My confidence in humanity has been destroyed. Is, is I am it, a hollow man. Is it because of Joan Rivers? No. Oh. It's not because of Joan Rivers. Mm. No. What is it then? I well, I don't know if I'm ready to get into it yet. I don't feel like I don't. Do you fe- need something to warm up to? I, I feel like yeah. I I, right. I I don't. I I'm not ready emotionally to open myself up to the audience okay. about this. Oh okay. Uh, but we do have a lot we need to catch up on. Pull up your pants. Look, it's been a hard day. Comcast <laughs> has been up and down all day long. Like a hooker. Like a hooker or a barista. A bikini barista. All day long at the Comcast here at the JB1 Studios. It's been a, it's. I'm just I Chase. Think, I'm a little rattled. Okay, you know what I think it's time to do. What's Chris? that, buddy? What's I think that? it's time to dig a trench. Okay, and say, hey, frontier. Yeah, we're gonna run some fiber. Yeah, let's make it happen. Okay, and yeah, just I, bring it right to my house. I like where you're going with this. It's I, like, hey, you know what we're gonna do? Where I'm gonna, I'll do the digging. You just need to lay down just the fiber lay cable. Down the, you know what? Actually, I'll make the hole for you. I'll even give you optical cable because it's just optical cable. It's all it is. Maybe I could get that Amazon Basic or Monoprice. Yeah, right? Monoprice. You know, Mono, Monoprice little optical they, they, cable. They sold by the mile. <laughs> probably, I could probably just monoprice that. Yeah, hmm. yeah. It was. It's very stressful. It's very stressful. So, yeah, and, no, and, and you know, Chase, I'm worried about my pictures. I'm worried about the cloud. Oh yeah, I'm well, worried about security with the cloud you, because you, you don't want to be a part of the fappening. Well, see, what if? What if? See, this is what I'm. I'm up all night worrying about this now. All the time. Jennifer Lawrence, Kate Upton, Kirsten Dunst, and a host of other celebrities' explicit and private photos splashed on the internet. The hackers claim to have targeted more than a hundred celebrities. The photos apparently lifted from a cloud-based storage service. Apple's <laughs> iCloud emerged as a likely target. Kirsten Dunst tweeting simply, "Thank you, iCloud." No, no, no. no she's no. not just tweeting simply, "Thank you, iCloud." There's what is it? So is she like? Was that eat poop? What was that? No, that was a piece of pizza and then poop. Yeah, I know, but what does that mean? Uh, what does piece of what does pizza and poop mean? I have no idea. Does it mean eat poop? No, uh, maybe. Hmm. But I will I will say this. I mean, I, I know the story will p- maybe goes into it. I mean, I know CNN is the headline of of tech news, but yeah, they're the, the premier the, the premier, premier provider tech and, of tech news. Yes, right. Yes, uh, but it's really. Unless you, if you believe what Apple says, this was just because of bad passwords, right? right? Well, I guess so. Yeah, and well, and uh, and a failure to rate limit uh, failed login attempts. Right, to like find so, my iPhone. so they could just brute force attack yeah. until no one. I mean, so here's the thing, Kirsten or Kirsten, I'm sorry, Kirsten, Kirsten, Dunst, uh, Kirsten. Um, oh, maybe yeah. you should use a password tougher than password. I, I don't. Know. I also like that the CNN editor who took the screenshot doesn't follow her because you see the button is so mm. <laughs> burn the cloud. Today, Apple acknowledging, quote, we have discovered that certain celebrity accounts were compromised by a very targeted attack on usernames, passwords, and security questions, a practice that has become all too common on the Internet. But the statement also says that the company's actual systems were not breached. All of this, though, raising concerns about the security of the cloud. XP. Most of us rely on it, whether we post photos to Facebook, use a service like Dropbox to back up our files, or simply have contacts or emails stored with Google. Wait, why do they have to? hold, Hold on. Notice on the top left and top right of your screens, you guys, if you're watching the video, if you're not, I'll explain. 
they're giving credit to every little clip that they're pulling from. Yeah, Why? What, what I love too is check out what we got going on. So you got you got two upper thirds that say or two whatever Google bugs. Plus. Yeah. Google Plus, Google Plus. Then you got the CNN bug. Then on top of that CNN bug, There's you another got another CNN, CNN bug. Well, because you pulled and this then, from a video player, the, though, right? And then under no, oh then, no, no, and then under that. Is the out front bug? Look at that! So they got one, two, three, four, five bugs on their screen, and literally three of the bugs are overlapping each other. And this is the mainstream professional media. Hey, like MSNBC we, is worse. We would they never have two put a- thirds. Right. We're of internet based services. The cloud, like like any other piece of technology, has positives and negatives. Look Kevin at mobile Mahaffey security. Is the chief technology officer for Only Lookout Mobile Android, Security. One of the biggest players in protecting cell phone data. The positives are, uh, if you store your data in the cloud, it's less likely to get lost. So if you lose your phone or your phone breaks or you drop it in the lake, usually you lose all your data. And so the cloud protects you from that. However, it also exposes the data to breach if you use a bad password. You know what else protects you from that? Backing up to your computer. Uh, it's the three one one approach. Just like backing your crap up to your computer, you don't have to have the cloud to do that. By by the way, uh, even though this is a targeted Apple breach of information from their cloud service, this guy works for a company that Lookout, yeah. which is on Android. Yeah, yeah. Ironic. Look at all over this man. They've been blogging like Moe's. Word, or if the cloud service gets hacked. And sometimes if you delete a photo from a device, it may still live on the cloud. Still, experts say the two main ways to better protect your data are, first, One. by creating strong and unique get that, passwords. Get that keyboard in and there. And second, enabling two-step authentication, where you have to enter a four- or five-digit code, usually sent to your phone via text message. Do you have a sense whether this was a professional job or an amateur job? Uh, you know, my speculation is this is probably skews more towards the amateur side. Um, professional hackers tend to go after critical infrastructure such as oil and gas, nuclear power plants, yeah, all the time. Uh, or other espionage. Yeah, daily. Uh, that's happening daily, all the time. Um, whereas amateur hackers might just do it for fun, um, just to, re- to cause chaos on the internet. As for the stolen photos, the FBI Mike says Mike it is actively guy. investigating the breach. He's in a closet. Some victims like Jennifer Lawrence said the photos were real. Others like actress and singer Ariana Grande said they were fake. Oh. oh. Hey, Aaron Who Burnett's knows? looking a little... Yeah, dude. The, well, she's a mommy now. Yeah, and, but... And sometimes that goes, you know... She needs to eat more chicken. Sometimes that's challenging. For I, We should, probably shouldn't say anymore. I don't want to get myself in trouble. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying. Hey, Angela, how you, you doing? She, I think she's out <laughs> eating ice cream right now, so I think we're safe. Oh, right? But we have limited time, Chase. We have limited time. Wait. Yeah, hello. <laughs> Come in. Hello. Uh, oh, hi, sweetie. Hey, uh, no, uh, boy. You uh, look great. <laughs> she is actually looking great. She's she got Ever since she got that Fitbit, dude, she's all about the walking. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what that walking does. Well, all those selfies, I see her. She's on a trail or, yeah, man. or she's taking a selfie. You know what? Yeah. She's the queen of selfies, man. She's, she's got it down too. You know what that walking? She's so does. artistic with the borders, and she's like quad pictures and yeah, very artistic. And she's got. She'll take the color out of everything except for one portion and then of the you're picture, like, and then you're like, boom, right? Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I, she's buzzing that stuff out while she's yeah. driving most of the time. <laughs> yeah. She's driving one hand, <laughs> selfie in the other. <laughs> uh. No, I'm just saying, you know, because you go, you, so here's the thing I just wanted to say for people. Yeah. You go on walks and you're like, oh man, I just went on this walk and I only burned, I went for a, I went for a yeah. three mile walk and I only burned 125 calories. You know what else it does though? Mm. Makes your legs and your ass look great. So there's other benefits so are to you, walking. So are you telling me that I need to check out 
your wife's ass? Is that no, I'm just saying, saying if you want your legs and your ass to look great. So you're saying you want me to check out my own ass? Well, I would like your ass when you come in here. Can we I just would, move on? I would just. I'm just saying maybe your ass could just go for a little walks, a few more, few more walks, and when you come into the studio, I'd have a little something to look at. That's all I, I'm saying. Hey, hey, just saying, just you know. Oops, I accidentally dropped my phone. <laughs> That's a big OnePlus you just dropped there. Yeah, I know. How is that OnePlus treating you? Dude, man, the battery life is rocking. Rock and roll. I, uh, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, the the one big test for me was last weekend over PAX. Oh, right. Where, How did it go? I mean, I noticed I was getting vibes from you from yeah, PAX. Yeah, so what I, w- what I did is it runs CyanogenMod. CyanogenMod. So the cool thing is it gives you a lot of tweaks. And one of the tweaks that I did was I took my phone out of 4G LTE and right. I drop down to Edge. Yeah, and it, it's a totally different network. Yeah, edge. You get on those fake cell towers that way. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. And I, I'm really hoping that Seattle PD loved my dick pics. But <laughs> but what I, what I'm what I want to say is, you know, it worked great. And the one thing that always I would always have happen, especially at a convention show, is by the time mid afternoon oh, comes, devastating for the battery. Your, your phone's dead. It's your phone is dead. At the end of a day, yeah. end of a full day. Yeah, I was at seventy five. What? I was just like, I was looking down. I was no. like, yes, no, yes. That's that's the conference phone. Then that's unbe- that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's it's. I usually always have to make sure I have my my Dude, Zag Spark battery pack ready and charged yeah. so I can refill my it's, phone. It's worst case scenario for these. Those com- conferences are worst case scenario for a phone. I I cannot attest enough that the the battery power of this phone is excellent. Huh. Great screen. The only uh, kicker I've run into so far is you know the audio quality is meh. Uh, mm. but, and that uh, Android operating system. Yeah, what is that? You know, is jelly so bean or gingerbread, some some flavor it's of dessert. Just a train wreck. <laughs> okay, Chase. So, I want to get L on there. You know, we're going to talk a lot about ISIS and Iraq. Yeah. This gets into my... Don't you mean ISIL now? Well, we're going to talk about that, too, <laughs> if we remember. This, which, which then leads into my disparity about humanity. But first, before we get and into that... And the lack that, of cable. Yes, that, too. Uh, let's not forget that we're not just going to be killing people in Iraq. We're also actively killing people in Somalia with drones. The U.S. hits a convoy with drone strikes in Somalia, targeting the leader of the terror group Al-Shabaab, and he may have been killed. Ahmed Abdi Gadan was purportedly in one of the two vehicles hit in the attack last night. Both vehicles were destroyed. Al-Shabaab was behind a deadly mall attack in Kenya last month, killing at least 67 people. A senior intelligence official says Gadan was targeted after a meeting of the group's top leaders. There you go. So we're 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 not just we're not just only focused on. Uh, is Mox News from the local area? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say it's like I always see like local clips from the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, now this is a, a great moment that was captured by one of our subredditors. Oh, cool. Over to unfiltered.reddit.com. Link this Sweet. in the uh, link this in the subreddit. All right. This is War of the Todays. And uh, so, did you know that Ukraine has a Ukraine today, just like Russia has a Russia today? Well, I know Ro- Australia has one. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's Actually, Australia's is one of the best. So but you say. Yes. No, it's true. All it's, they talk about is throwing another shrimp on the barbie all the time, so I don't know what you're doing. Chris, it's very stereotypical. All they talk about is how beautiful they're all. Uh, they're, yeah, and, uh, and, and kangaroos. And kangaroos. And, and koala bears. And fosters. And fosters. Right. Uh, but uh, so here is, so Russia today decides to reach out to their fellow today okay. member in Ukraine. Oh. Okay. Come on and let's have a nice civil conversation. Wow. That's nice. What could go wrong? <laughs> Joining us in the now is Tatiana Pushnova, the executive producer of Ukraine Today. I just want to show our audience a little taste of your broadcast. A little taste of your broadcast. 
Can we see that clip now? Your name is, uh, but you also now? responsible for thousands, thousands of deaths in my country, and Russia today, who financed by Kremlin, uh, lie about my country, lie about Ukraine. That's why I don't want to communicate with you, and I call to my international colleague, don't cooperate with Russia today. Could you just tell us a little bit more about? Okay, very good. Okay, I just want to take <laughs> this time the to point with, out that uh, Russia today oh. tries very hard to get people said, to Russia come today, on stop lying. to. Yeah, well, they uh, did they hang up or did they throw up a marker? Yeah, well, no, they no, they they cut to that and they dropped her connection. No, that's just Russia today. Stop lie. Yeah, this is coming from. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, it's well, coming ah, from the Ukraine today. It, I just want to take this time to point out that Russia today tries very hard to get people to come on to give the other side of the story, to give different views. We have a great difficulty uh, in trying to get people with different views, not the Russian perspectives. I do want to give you a little taste of some of Ukraine Today's air. We tried to get the executive producer on uh, to talk about the new project out of Ukraine. Take a look at this promo from Ukraine Today. The conflict rages. Ukraine Today will provide you with the inside view direct from Ukraine. Okay, I just want to say we invited the executive producer of a new media project, a new media project which says that it wants to be about information and not propaganda. She agreed to the interview last week. We sent her questions, uh, which we can make public and... We've been trolled. Burn. Live on air. You're in the now. I'm Anissa Nowe. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. She handled it pretty well, though. Yeah. She, well, and it like she's she just, like, you know what? I just got trolled. Whatever. I got trolled. Okay. Man, that's... So uh, now we got to start getting towards the ISIS stuff, which is going to pretty much consume the ISIL. most... Right. IS. Uh, but first, <laughs> let's talk about what NATO's going to do. To combat ISIL and are they sending more uh, white trucks? What you need? No, we're not going to give them more free Toyotas. What we need is another NATO rapid response team. No, 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 no. Not the previous three we've established over the last ten years. No, 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 not those. No, No, a new, really rapid response team. Super rapid. Wait, super rapid. This morning, President Obama met with British Prime Minister David Cameron. Their joint op-ed in the Times of London circulated titled bluntly, we will not be cowed by barbaric killers. So that's what ISIL is now, of course, is barbaric, which they are, barbaric killers. So this is a joint article yeah. uh, by, wow. Look they, at so, them, too. Like, so, so they got together. I mean, yeah. you got to think about this, Chris. These, we got a prime minister of the right. UK. Right. We got the president of the United States. Yeah. They, did they do this over Skype? Did they collaborate? I mean, yeah. gosh, think about no. the time Google involved. Hangouts. Yeah, yeah, Google Hangouts, Google and then and then all you do is Google Hangout. You do the integrated Google Doc, yeah, shared doc, shared docs. You bang out a post for the Guardian. You know what needs to happen? Twenty minutes. You know, remember those commercials about a year ago talking about the Google services, and yeah. you could see oh, yeah. people making. 
they need to do one with David Cameron Totes. and Barack Obama. Totes. And you could see the name hovering yeah. above the uh, That'd be beautiful. Dude, I bet when Barack and uh, Cameron are in their editing, I bet you one more name shows up in there. I bet it's Eric Schmidt. I bet he watches everything they do. <laughs> Stating, today NATO is as vital to our future as it has ever been. On that ISIS threat, President Obama is still fielding some hits for the way he has described things. Yesterday, he said this was the U.S. objective. To degrade and destroy ISIL so it's no longer a threat. A big statement, but when questioned by reporters, then said it was. To make sure that ISIL is not a ongoing threat to the region. And? Continue to shrink ISIL's uh, sphere of influence. CNN's Jim Schuto later sat down with Secretary of Defense Chuck Hagel, who framed the U.S. goal this way. To um, degrade and destroy the capability of ISIL uh, to come after U.S. interests uh, all over the world and our allies. He said destroy and degrade its capability. Is that the same as destroying ISIS? Actually, he said ISIL. He said ISIL. Right. So did Obama. So does Maria Harf. So does the Pentagon. They all say ISIL, but the media continues to say ISIS. And I have a theory here. Oh, let's hear this. I I, want to hear this theory. Are you sure? Yes. Now, uh, by the way, beautiful Friday here in the Pacific Northwest. God, it's gorgeous. Just perfect. This piece of bacon comes from Issaquah, Washington. I believe that uh, they didn't really coordinate on what they were going to call this thing before, like, it got out into the public. And, uh... They're going to go with ISIS, mm-hmm. but then somebody realized the Google foo on ISIS is horrible because you get like you get models, you get uh, Archer, Archer, you get uh, that old payment system, payment systems, you get all kinds of. But ISIL, <laughs> you, you put an L at the end of that, all of a sudden you guess what? It's all dedicated so to is these it, guys. Is it I S I S L or I S I L? So you got Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. You've also got, uh, I mean. I also what I like is just IS, and here's why I like just IS because it's an Islamic state, and then that just makes it sound like we hate everything Islamic. Oh. And, and when I think of Islamic, I think of Muslim, and then I think we hate everything Muslim. So I think what oh, we ought man. to do is oh, just man. all agree on just IS. <laughs> that way, we could just hate all Muslims and everything Islamic all in one, and it's the Islamic state, and we don't have to worry about of Iraq and Syria because that way we can destroy those borders. We're, we're talking about what the definition what is is exactly he says yes that all of the above statements are true that the long-term objective is still as the administration has said to destroy isis in the shorter term to stop its spread the president's asked us for different options and and we've uh, prepared those that's right hagel said those much talked about strategy options including in syria have been prepared and presented to the president but they evolve He also emphasized repeatedly the need for international and regional coalitions. This is one of the goals here for NATO, as well as, of course, dealing with Russia. The U.S. doesn't yet buy Vladimir Putin's talk of a ceasefire, which seems to also include Ukraine giving up chunks of its territory. The U.S. still won't call it an invasion. It is a brazen assault on the territorial integrity of Ukraine. There you go. I, <laughs> I thought they were going to continue. So there is a um, – let me see if I have a clip that goes into this. So there is a ceasefire they started talking about right there between uh, Ukraine and Russia. But before uh, we – well, we, between Ukraine and the Russian-backed separatists, I suppose we should say. Maybe before we get into that particular aspect, though, we should go back a little bit in time 
and uh, sort of recap some of the stuff since we've been on the air. Then we'll get to that particular moment in the Ukraine. Before we do that, I think we need to tread through some ISIS stuff. So let's start. Right. Well, let's see what they say in this one. So Australia is delivering weapons to the Kurds so that way they can fight... ISIL? ISIS? ISIL. ISIS. In other world news, Australia is joining a multinational weapons drop into Iraq. The military equipment and humanitarian aid will be sent to Kurdish forces fighting the Islamic State group in the north of the country. Australia has agreed to join an airlift of military equipment uh, to the Kurds. Uh, we've agreed to join this airlift at the request of the Obama administration in the United States. Oh! And uh, with the permission of the Iraqi government, uh, other countries involved in the airlift of military equipment uh, to the Kurds include the United States, oh. the United Kingdom, oh. uh, Canada, oh. France oh. and Italy. There you oh. go, Iraq. Uh, I also uh, can announce that Australia has participated in a humanitarian airdrop uh, to the besieged town of Amelie. Uh, in northern Iraq. Now, tell me this guy doesn't sound like somebody who's been told what to say and what to do. <laughs> Listen to even the words he's saying. I also can tell you... Terrian airdrop. Hold on, let's back up. Announce that... There we go, it's right there. Listen to the way he says. Italy. Listen to what he says. Uh, I also uh, can announce that... I Australia can announce. Also, I've been permitted to announce by the people telling me what I'm to do. I'm allowed to say... ...has participated in a humanitarian airdrop... Uh, to the besieged town of Amelie uh, in northern Iraq. Again, we've done so at the request of the Obama oh! administration oh! and with the permission of the Iraqi government. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, U.S. jets and drones have attacked the Islamic State group's positions near Iraq's Mosul Dam. The Pentagon says the latest strikes destroyed a bunker and a vehicle and damaged an Islamic State building. The U.S. military says the strikes were in support of Iraqi and Kurdish security forces. U.S. jets are also targeting Islamic State group fighters near the town of Amerli. There you go. So Very there's nice. so there that is that takes us uh, that takes us back to the thirty first. Okay. okay. All right. So now uh, we're stay with me. All right. Because we're I'm just trying to get us to the present. So now we're weaving Ukraine and, and ISIS. They're they're, they're ISIS. not the same thing. Right. But they, the we're doing it based on events right. that have happened. So uh, then it was announced that pro Russian separatists are gaining ground in Ukraine, ratcheting up over the last week that we missed a lot of really really strong anti Russian sentiment. I've been seeing it. Interestingly enough, in our chat room, huh? I like just during the day, yeah. like I'm seeing like a lot of people like that are just going on and on and on about how awful Russia is and all this stuff. So here's this. Tensions also remain high in Ukraine. Even as a new round of peace talks began today, pro-Russian rebels continue to take more towns in eastern Ukraine from government forces. Elizabeth Palmer has more. It was a tiny truce. At a border crossing between Russia and Ukraine, the two sides called time out from hostilities to swap prisoners. But this war is far from over. Pro-Russian rebels are gaining ground, while their champion in the Kremlin ratchets up the rhetoric. President Vladimir Putin recently suggested talks should take place on statehood for southeast Ukraine. He's talking about the rebels getting their own territory to run. Technically part of Ukraine, but closely allied to Moscow. In their stronghold, rebels were busy repainting a tank they'd seized from the Ukrainian army. 
They're on a roll. You know, they need to hook up with the ISIS folks because the ISIS guys, they get like magnetic banners and they get... Dude, it's... Uh, it's. <laughs> I mean, these guys got to paint it by hand. It's, it's a shame. Vista print, man. Not only firmly in control of the key cities of Donetsk and Luhansk, where the fighting began six months ago, but also consolidating their hold on Novo Azovsk, a port they seized last week. Just 20 miles away lies the industrial centre of Mariupol, widely assumed to be next on their list. They won't be welcome here. Residents came out over the weekend to show support for the government in Kiev. But Ukraine's ramshackle army can't defend Mariupol by itself. So now you notice the the shift in the narrative, right? In the past, the narrative has been when the rebels came in, you remember they were actually, a lot of times when they were overrunning government buildings, it was in large part because a handful of rebels would come in and then two, three hundred of the population, of the, just the general population, would come and support them. Right. Now we're being told general population doesn't want them. I don't know if that's because as we go further in, that's the case. Well, isn't this a different region, right, though, yeah. too? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it could be that, yeah. or it could just be a shift in the message that we're being told. True. So here's their backup. Local men who came to collect gear from a makeshift depot to join the fight, while in the next room, women volunteers wove rags into camouflage nets. Elizabeth Palmer has reported extensively from Ukraine. She joins us in London tonight. Liz, what kind of help is Ukraine's president hoping for at the NATO summit later this week? Now, let's not mistake uh, here. She's not going to the Ukraine. No. She's in London. Right. You can see Big Ben right behind her. I think it's Big Ben anyway. But the implication is that she's like... I guess going to Ukraine and then coming here to report? No, she's reporting from, from London. London. Yeah. yeah. He's desperate for any kind of military assistance that would shore up his seriously overwhelmed army, but it's far from clear what President Obama or any of the European leaders could offer that wouldn't, in fact, dangerously escalate oh! his fight with Russia. Oh! Elizabeth Palmer in London tonight. Thank you. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you, Great Elizabeth. Great work. Thanks. Great work. So, okay, so there you go. So we're ratcheting that up. Uh, and during this, while all this is going on, a lot of crap being lobbied at the Obama administration for not having a clear strategy on what the hell to do about ISIS. ISIS. Why shouldn't we be, we be worried that the president tells us that he has no strategy against this existential threat yet? Uh, I would say, Christian, uh, to you and your viewers, to, to stay tuned. Uh, we are putting uh, the features in place. Developing a broad regional We're writing the script right now. Just stay tuned. We're working on the completion of the story. And did you hear what he said there? Did you hear that that little, little line just right there? Of course, this is not too much of a surprise, but this is the... ...place. Developing a broad regional coalition, a broad international coalition, and? working to get a new Iraqi government stood up. Oh, working to get a new Iraqi government yeah. stood up. Yeah, we just say it now out loud. We just say, yeah, we're, we're this is about regime change. Yeah, we're changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so Marie Harf. Do you know, does that name ring a bell at all? Have you heard uh, Marie Harf? No, no, it doesn't. State Department, uh, she's one of the spokespersons for the State Department, and she's not the main spokesperson, but she's been stepping in and doing the roles. And one of the things she's been doing is uh, she's going on air on like CNN and stuff like that. And she's not that bad of a looker either, Chase. You might see why they have her going out to talk to Wolf and other CNN reps. <laughs> to be very clear, there is no justification for what ISIS has done, what they've done to James Foley, what they may have now done to Stephen Sotloff, 
And what they're threatening to do, they act like they're operating in the name of, of Islam, and that's just nothing could be further from the truth. There is no justification for what they're doing. And they have shown their willingness to kill anyone in their path, not just Americans, not just Westerners, but Iraqis of all faiths, of all sects. They've shown their complete barbarism. So there's the barbarism term. And so now we have the second, quote unquote, journalist who has been beheaded. Uh, you've heard about this, the Scott yeah, guy. And yeah, now you have. Yeah. So both of these guys um, are not journalists. They're, to call them journalists is stretching the definition pretty liberally. The second guy is more like an assistant than anything to a journalist. The first guy worked for Global Post, which is a crap outlet, a crap organization, completely illegitimate. The second guy— I thought he worked for Time. No, no, no. No, see, this is, this is how it's been framed. Is this, oh, he's this great reporter, and here's all these photos of him being a reporter with his DSLR out and wearing a flapjack. It's so awesome. No, no, it's, it's not true. If you look at what he did for the time, he's not a reporter for the time. He's, and the second guy, the second guy works for an agency out of Cutter. A a media production agency out of Qatar. These people are not journalists. Now, I'm not saying they're not dead. I'm not saying they're not beheaded. But I'm just saying that we have been sold in their death. They have been made to look like they have these illustrious journalism careers. When they didn't. Right. In doing that. Do you believe, assuming the video is authentic, that the executioner of... Of, of uh, Stephen Sotloff is the same executioner of James Foley? Well, that's one thing the intelligence community will be looking at. Uh, certainly, as they look at this video, we are still working on determining exactly who was James Foley's killer. So have you watched any one of these videos? Yeah, I didn't watch the first one. I was like, I, I don't need to watch it. But I'm, then I'm not, I'm not going to. Then uh, people were like, you should watch it. And I was like, why? Because it, it looks really fake. And I'm like, no. I mean, so I watched it. They, okay. You watched them both? I'll just tell you the important part. Did you watch them both? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. the second one is the one that the most recent one that is the one that I paid a lot of attention to because um, it was pulled down almost immediately online. Like the first one lived for a while, but the second one you really had to jump on. So I jumped on it. All right. They start to cut, right? Okay. And then they jump cut away. Okay. And then the next, then they come back and they do a pan and the guy's head's like on the top of his chest, and then like they fade. Like as soon as they show that part, like they they fade to black. So ISIL supposedly these horribly barbaric ISIS right. Supposedly these horribly barbaric people, when they release their propaganda, they 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 edit it. around all of the absolutely most gory parts. Huh? It's just really strange. That- and remember how we had other inconsistencies with the other video they put out. Right. If, if you watched this. As somebody who is, and I'm not asking you. Oh, to, I, know, I know. I don't even have it in the supporters sink. Okay. But as somebody who edits video, if you watched this, I think it would make you ask questions. I'm just, I, I don't, I'm not even frying bacon. I'm just saying, as oh, somebody no, I, who yeah. edits video, yeah, you know when you see this that it's been intentionally edited, and this is supposedly from ISIS. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. Well, and uh, Brett McGurk, who you showed earlier an interview with him. The State Department official. Exactly, who works on Iraq, is absolutely right. uh, That the president has shown if you attack Americans, if you harm our people, uh, we will go to any length to hold you accountable. And it will not go unanswered. So right now, you know, the president and the whole national security team are looking at what more we can do against ISIS. Uh, and that's an ongoing conversation. So the president's still in the process now of coming up with a strategy and <laughs> dealing with ISIS in Syria? Well, to be clear, we've taken the fight directly to ISIS inside Iraq. You've seen now well over 100 strikes taking out ISIS targets. So we've already taken the fight there. In Iraq? Uh, in Iraq. 
Uh, we've been, what about Syria? We've been taking steps uh, to, uh, in Syria to bolster the moderate opposition that's fighting ISIS as well. Uh, but we've all been clear that we are looking at what additional steps we could take. One of the things the secretary will be doing at the NATO summit this week and in other onward travel is having a conversation with our partners. about. Man, is she just not totally reading a script or what? Is it not unbelievable? <laughs> she's hitting all her bullet points that she's uh, practiced. So I think it's funny. We talk about, you know, are we going to go into ISIS or are we going to go into uh, Syria and uh, arm arm the moderate rebels? Uh, where do you think ISIS got their guns from? Right. We have CIA training camps in Syria training these people. Yeah. And, we and sent them the weapons. That's Weapons and equipment. Don't forget, yeah, everything. That's where they got this stuff from. So yeah. when we're talking about going into Syria to fight them, that's who they are. We, if, if, if you have not been watching this show for the last 112 episodes and don't obviously see this, I don't know what to tell you. You right. need to change your prescription. How we build a coalition to more aggressively take the fight to ISIS because this isn't just a, a threat for the United States, but really for the whole region. How and, and this is the other thing. So now this is getting into my my disparity that I, I this I am having a hard time doing this show because I am losing faith in humanity because I am watching people get so stupid over ISIS. Like I have friends. ISIL. Right. I have friends and family who are texting each other like, did you see this latest photo of this beheading or look at this? They're. They're they're recruiting children and they're like texting each other this stuff like this is so horrible. America has to do something like they are. They're, all... they're falling into the narrative. Yes. Right. Yeah. They're they're buying it. And it is so it and is it, so it, sad and, to and, see people yeah. buying this. I mean, you go on Facebook. OK. And you, you see people post articles about this situation or post video yeah. clips. Yeah. Facebook post, is the worst for this. It's the worst because what happens is they. They just take it at face stock value, and they don't really go in depth, and they no. don't really try to learn what really is happening. Um, and that's that's the scary part. And, and it's, it's like they don't they don't even like casually connect the dots. It seems like it seems like all of the how could you not okay how can you not I'm just I'm just how can you not put all of this together? How right. can you not see like, okay, we've had this situation in Syria. Uh, we've had several news reports that we are actually arming moderate Sir Syrian rebels, even though we've had politicians on TV saying, just send them guns. While they're, say while they're on TV saying, just send them guns. We were f sending them guns. We uh. were already sending them CIA agents and guns. We have been sending weapons and money and communications equipment and CIA agents to Syria for over two years. We've been doing that, and it's been casually reported on for over two years. Yep. So even if even if over the last two years you saw one or two news reports, how come you don't see that? How come you don't see, okay, we went into Iraq, we fucked that shit up, we caused all this crap to happen, we made it a heyday for all these guys, yep. then we pulled out, now they all go in there, we created a vacuum, they go in there, they have at it. And now they're taking all of the weapons and all of the money we've sent over there, and they're creating ISIS. Nobody ISIL. sees that. Well, on Facebook, apparently, it's just so maddening. And it, I, it, I watch this, and I see even in our own chat room. And the reason why it bothers me when I see it in our own chat room is because our chat room is filled with people who are smart. They're people who are educated. There are people who have probably higher average IQs than the rest of the well, most because, average chat room on the well, internet. But because, well, not just the chat room, but also the supporters and the people who engage and, you know, they, they write us. They, they also contribute to the subreddit. 
and people will get in deep, in-depth conversations, and they're not afraid to. But I think when you're looking at Facebook, when you're looking at Google+, Plus, perhaps, and you're looking at a few other places, they're so afraid to stir the pot mm. because, A, they don't want to offend their friends or family. They don't want right. to lose friends or family right. over things like this. Right. And it's one of those things where you play it safe. Yeah. And so you just, you know, you'll just fall into that common narrative, but yeah. maybe hopefully, secretly, they actually have a head on their shoulders and well, they, they're and, keeping alert to And I situation. guess the other point to make is maybe in that in that in that scenario, the people who are really like maybe misinformed are gonna be the loudest and the people who are informed but don't want to get in an argument aren't gonna say anything. Right. And then, then what happens is they just end up quoting major news sources right. without thinking about, Critically it, about and, it at all. And, and looking at the history. Right. That's what's so that's what's so frickin' damning and makes me doubt humanity's possible success long term <laughs> because if if you did not if you did not if 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 you were asleep in a coma for the last five years, but before that you had a very expansive understanding of history, if you woke up today and looked at what was going on and you understood history, you would immediately recognize what the fuck is going on. Right. It, it would instantly be yeah. Yeah. obvious to you. Yep. Be- yep. But because the American public and so many other people out there have such a piss-poor understanding of history, they have no recognition that this is exactly our creation. This is this is such a repeat of everything we've done before, and it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts that it's working. Well, It drives me crazy that it's working. People don't want to take the time to think how it directly affects them at the surface they go oh well it doesn't it doesn't really affect me and my family you know I, I, why should i even care but what happens is no one no one looks at the big picture or starts to follow it like gee wonder why our economy's in the tank why, why are we spending so much money on military spending why are police agencies across the us getting surplus military equipment uh, things of that nature they mm-hmm. don't start following mm-hmm. the path mm-hmm. whether or not you're left or right or center it doesn't matter people I, you know what it is, Chris? Uh, people are inherently lazy. I'm lazy. You're mm-hmm. lazy. We're all lazy mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just in our nature. And now with the I know, information so quick. Th- that's the offensive part. Yeah, is, I agree. Is everybody is lazy. Okay. I can accept that. Maybe that's just that's a flaw in, in humanity. Yeah. But, we're, but then all of a sudden, all of a sudden we have all the energy and the motivation to post some stupid shit that we don't know anything about and get all worked up. And, you know, all of a sudden ISIS slash ISIL is the biggest evil bad guy powered directly by Satan himself. They have bat lines to Satan, and they must be stopped because they're going to crush, crush all non-believers. And everybody's all in all of a sudden, and we've got plenty of energy for that. But we don't have enough energy to actually fucking inform ourselves to have an educated opinion on what the hell's actually going right, on. Like, well, and that's what makes me yeah. so angry, yeah. is we have all the energy in the world to jump to arms, to condemn, to go after people, but we don't have enough energy to actually inform ourselves uh, absolutely right i mean there's nothing to disagree on that point at all mm, i thought you you know i thought you're gonna be like uh boom boom all right here's an example i'm gonna play this this is the extreme now this is not this is not an anti-religious clip i want to play all right this is just you because isil is coming at it from this religious extremism we have to also come at it from that this clip kind of points out what i'm talking about from the young turks here phil robertson from duck dynasty fame uh, has decided that he's going to weigh in on this ISIS situation. Oh, thanks ISIL. God. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> he's going to tell us about what God would do with this Islamic state. Uh, he's on Hannity's program here. Buckle down for a lot of biblical verses. If anybody could cut off somebody's head like that and then put he- children's head on stakes 
Isn't that evil in our time? And how should we deal with it? Worldwide, planet-wide, biblically speaking, two groups of people, the children of God and the whole world is under the control of the evil one. That's First John 5, 19. Ephesians 2 said, look, the evil one works in those who are disobedient. Galatians 3, they are prisoners of sin. Second Timothy 2, it's, the Bible says that they've been taken captive by Satan to do his will. Hey, America, Declaration of Independence is my bookmarker. <laughs> Don't forget that. Solomon, one of the wisest men on earth, if not the, the wisest. He's speaking of wisdom. Whoever finds me, wisdom, finds life. Watch. And receives favor from the Lord. But whoever fails to find me, this is the God of the Bible, harms himself. Now listen to this. On this ISIS thing. All who hate me love death. All who hate me love death. Sean, you either have to convert them, which I think is, uh, would be next to impossible. I'm not giving up on them, but I'm just saying either convert them or kill them. Hmm. Convert them or kill them. Where have I heard that before? Well, it reminds me of this guy. Kind of looks similar, isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing. They speak exactly the same way. They even look the same way. You know, we got an ISIS fighter there, but you can insert Osama bin Laden, too. I think he might look more like bin Laden than even that fighter does, okay? And uh, he said there, uh, you have to watch out for the great Satan. It is literally what Muslim fundamentalists have been saying about us all these years. He said, the evil one is in the disobedient. I just read a long article about the Islamic State, and their main point is... That if you are disobedient to them, you are with the evil one. I mean, the words are nearly identical. You remember the Hobby Lobby girl? You know, she took the picture. She's a Christian fundamentalist here, and she took American Bible and gun and etc. And then she looked just like one of the Muslim fundamentalists, right? I mean, it is striking how much our fundamentalists resemble their fundamentalists. If you're not convinced yet. Let me show you a video from a jihadi. See if you can now read the text. It's, you got captions here in English. And see if you can tell the difference between him and Phil Roberts. We must fight infidels, say that they should convert to Islam, pay the poll tax, or be killed. If the Muslims had implemented this, we would not have reached the humiliation in which we find ourselves today. Convert them or kill them. They got the same beard. They got the same Bible or Quran verses. One of them has a bandana and the other one has a headdress on. They're nearly identical. Okay. Here, let me quote uh, Phil Robertson again from that same clip that you saw there. You either have to convert them, which I think would be next to impossible, either convert them or kill them. Now, let me quote to you what Alistair Crook wrote in a brilliant article about uh, the Islamic State. Here, he explains their core ideology. They therefore face a choice. Either they convert to al-Wahhab's vision of Islam or be killed. You either convert them or you kill them. So you see, it has now gone on all sides to the extreme where the worst on both sides of the spectrum come out and those push all of the... That, that shifts the conversation from the medium, 
yeah. to the edges and the extreme. They act as sort of the polarizers that now shift the conversation, turn this into an us versus them. It is it is their faith versus our faith. It is their way of life versus our way of life now. And it shouldn't even be about that. Right. <laughs> I mean, we need... And that's where it goes back to someone will take that clip because that guy is a reality TV star, Duck Dynasty, A&E. By the way, I don't care what either of those guys think, uh, the the spokes holes. Um, but it's one of those things where the, all they got to do is just touch on a few points and mm. they you're rallying the base and... People don't want to do the research. They don't want to look into it. Right. You get you. You push those. You push those right buttons. It almost bypasses. It's like it's like the human auto bypass feature where you bypass rational thinking. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Before we go on, we should stop and do a little rational thinking right here on the Unfiltered program and say uh, the Unfiltered show. Even though we we're off a week, we're still powered and here and ready to go. We're fired up. We're yes. a little a little disappointed in humanity this week. But maybe you can help us turn that around. Maybe you can give us inspiration by going over to patreon.com slash unfilter and keeping the unfilter show on the air. 324 of you have decided Well, the good news is the people it. that are listening to this right now already are unfilter supporters. Yeah, I think I'm going to release this to the general public. Though. Ah, okay. I think so because we've since we missed a week and there's so much we're making up, so much we're going to cover ground, ground we're going to cover this week that you're going to need to know for next week's episode. Totes. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. But the cool thing is, uh, not only you get access to the show, but you get the back catalog of stuff in the supporter sync. So if you want to listen to all the clips that we just played on this show or on the previous shows, and you want to form your own conclusions, we don't want to push our conclusions on you. We want you to come up with your own and, and actually engage in the conversation and actually have a intellectual thought Totes. process about what's going on. Take the information that we're giving you. Become an Unfiltered supporter. And by the way, thank you for all you guys who are supporters. But if you're not... Just you know, give that information out there and share it. And I and I think the one of the things that we need to do, not only as hosts but supporters, you guys out there as well, is share. Yeah, I mean, that would share. be share. Yeah, let people know. I mean, for example, uh, we, if you see people struggling with this, if there's people out there that obviously realize there's more to what they're being told, but they just don't have the time or they just don't have the resources to pull right. it all together, yeah. give them a link to our show. Yeah, and and let them watch it and. And even if they just watch it and don't necessarily agree, but it's at least another point of uh, data for them to follow, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and that's the thing. You know, we we get all sorts of feedback, and we've read both sides of feedback on the show. We've made many corrections and many considerations based mm. upon your guys' feedback. And uh, many of those religious leaders, they wouldn't listen. Uh, no one would listen. <laughs> I have a public service announcement. PSA. Really quick, yeah. uh, we're making some transitions uh, from the and with the newsletter and the BitTorrent syncs. Ah. The old BitTorrent sync keys will work for a couple of more weeks. Okay. The reason why we haven't changed it yet is because I'm going to move the physical location. The files are stored. Ooh. The Mailchimp newsletter, though, is being transitioned out. Oh. So if that's the only way you get updates, you want to go over to Patreon.com/slash/unfilter and become a supporter there. Uh, we'll probably set up a style of newsletter at some point, but that's all in transition. Don't forget, also, if you're a supporter, there's a dedicated RSS feed for you supporters. That's another Sweet. benefit to putting this one out into the public is for the folks that are in that transition hump. Yeah. They'll still get this uh, PSA. Yeah, they'll, they'll know what's going on. Uh, okay. So I, I want to touch on the execution of that journalist just so that way we have it here in the show. And well, then, you said it wasn't a journalist. Well... I, I'm just kidding. What, I mean... <laughs> what do you call him, right? Yeah. I mean... What, Correspondent? I, I don't... Like I, contractor. At, at the end of the day, somebody's been killed. I think. Yeah. I, I don't know if he's technically a journalist I, or not. I don't know if we're journalists or not. 
I don't know if I want to get into that debate, but I do want to touch on it. At least we have it marked here in the show. True. And then I want to maybe shift a little bit to the Ukraine after this. Okay. We got so much to jump around. It's taking a week off is there's a lot of stuff that's yeah, happened. Yeah. All right. So here we go. Here's a little touch. Here we'll touch on the uh, on the journalist. This morning, more U.S. troops now heading to Iraq. Another 350 deployed to help bolster security for the U.S. Embassy in Baghdad, bringing the total of U.S. troops deployed to more than 1,000. The order comes only hours after... So just a little note, if you didn't catch that, an additional 300 now have been sent to Iraq. Uh, To bolster security at our embassy? How big is our embassy? Huge. It is... You should look it up. I, I need to. You look I'm it up. Just, just you thinking. will be amazed. Look at the size of uh, the U.S.-Iraq embassy and be prepared for how big that bitch is. After the latest ISIS video was released. You, Obama, have yet again, through your actions, killed yet another American citizen. The executioner speaking directly to President Obama, warning the U.S. to halt airstrikes in Iraq. So just as your missiles continue to strike our people, our knife will continue to strike the next of your people. It's a very chilling, uh, disturbing video. U.S. officials and leaders across the globe left reeling over what happens next. A second American journalist, Stephen Sotloff, brutally beheaded by ISIS. Sotloff's execution less than two weeks after American James Foley was killed. The video released on the same day the U.S. conducted its 124th airstrike near Iraq's largest dam, destroying or damaging 16 ISIS armed vehicles. Sotloff's family says they're now grieving privately. I ask you to please release my child. Only a week after the 31-year-old's mother released a video pleading for her son's life. I've learned that Islam teaches that no individual should be held responsible for the sins of others. Stephen has no control over the actions of the U.S. government. Some politicians in the U.S. are slamming Obama for a lack of strategy in dealing with the increasingly high-profile terrorist group. I love the idea, too, that the right wing criticizes Obama. How dare you not have a strategy to combat the enemy that we, at least in part, helped create it? I'd hope (laughs) that the president would realize that... Uh, This kind of barbarity only brings home the nature of the enemy we face and the scope of it, unfortunately. uh... McCain's almost just saying right there, like, they do this level of barbarity, that way we get your attention. That's almost literally what he's saying. Let's just play that back again. Listen to the words that man is actually saying. High-profile terrorist group. I'd hope that the president would realize that uh, this kind of barbarity only brings home the nature of the enemy we face and the scope of it. Unfortunately, uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. I, I don't know. I just I can't stand the criticism about uh, the response to ISIS because it, it just seems like it just seems like crap. I, I, it is it's so sickening to hear those people say these things. Uh, all right, let's shift gears. Something a little positive. It seems to be at least for now there could be a bit of a ceasefire between Ukraine and the pro-Russian separatists. There are still many details to sort through and confirm, but without question, this is the best indication yet that in this conflict, these two sides have reached some sort of breakthrough or a ceasefire. Let's explain to you what we know and how we got here. Several hours ago, the Russian news agency Interfax reported that Russian President Vladimir Putin and Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko had a phone conversation, and in that phone call, they agreed on a path towards getting out of this crisis. 
Obviously, we needed to hear confirmation from Ukrainian officials here in Kiev. And a short time later, that confirmation came via the spokesperson of the president's office saying that the phone call had taken place. And in fact, they took it a step further. They said a ceasefire had been established. Now, a ceasefire had not been mentioned from the statement in Moscow. We went back to Moscow to confirm. And they essentially said that Mr. Putin could not authorize a ceasefire because he was not party to this conflict, that Russia was not a party to this conflict. But again, he reiterated that Moscow supports the framework that was in place for a ceasefire. We are also hearing from the pro-Russian rebels fighting in southeastern Ukraine. They are essentially saying we're doubting that a ceasefire can take place until Ukrainian forces leave the region. That apparently hasn't happened yet. But it looks like we're on the verge of a breakthrough, a remarkable development, because up until this morning, these two sides, leaders in Moscow and uh, Ukraine, were hurling back and forth heated accusations and veiled insults. I'm not really sure. I'm I'm not really sure what this means, because if these, okay, so if these people that are in Ukraine, these separatists, if they're not being controlled by Russia, then the new Ukrainian-backed U.S. president, that are, are the president in Ukraine that's backed by the U.S. Right, the, talking to Putin. What is what is it that that accomplishes if Russia doesn't have control over these separatists? And if Russia does have control over these separatists, then this would essentially confirm that. Right. Yeah. Right. That, that makes perfect sense. So this is very strange. And the other part that does make sense to me is why would the Ukrainian government pull out its own troops from its own right territory well okay so let me see if, if i have if it's your territory yeah why would you pull away from that so this is a really good question and let me see if i might possibly have this clip might have the answer to that because that is exactly what oh, i was wondering too. begin today in ukraine a long-awaited ceasefire between the pro and anti-government forces in ukraine could be declared as early as tomorrow afternoon the reports coming from both sides have confirmed that warring factions generally uh, approve the peace plan proposed by Russian President Vladimir Putin, but there are some conditions that still need to be met. RT's Paula Sleer has the details. The leaders of the republics of Lugansk and Donetsk saying that they are ready to lay down weapons tomorrow if Kiev signs on a political settlement. Now, they will be bringing their own proposals for a peace plan at the talks to be held on Friday in the Belarusian capital of Minsk. A lot of their proposals coincide with what the Russian president, Vladimir Putin, put forward before. Amongst some of their suggestions are a ban on all army aviation flights over Donetsk and Lugansk. They're also calling for the Organization for Security and Cooperation of Europe to monitor the ceasefire implementation. They also want the zone divided into five security sectors, and each would have a minimum of some 40 monitors. They also want humanitarian corridors to be opened for refugees and humanitarian aid. Now, the Donetsk Republic is calling for a 50-kilometer demilitarized zone around its borders. This follows a statement earlier by the Ukrainian president Petro Poroshenko that there could be a ceasefire agreement tomorrow. All of this... Which we do now know there has been one. So I want... Let's recap what we're talking about here. This, to me, sounds like essentially... Russia's getting what they want. Yeah, they're getting their their area that they want. They're all important part of the the country now your buddy kt my great uh, friend she uh, not only she took out time from her circle of speaking at 
great uh, right-wing events to go on Fox News like she does. And she essentially says, this gives Putin what he wanted, and what we need to do is send guns to the Ukraine fast. Ukraine reaching a ceasefire agreement with pro-Russian rebels today. It went into effect just about two hours ago. In the meantime, NATO rolling out plans to counter Russian President Vladimir Putin. Now, the alliance will create a rapid response force using thousands of troops to prevent any future Russian aggression in Europe. Joining me now, Casey McFarland, a former Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense and a Fox News National Security Analyst. Hi there, KT. Uh, Let's talk about this uh, rapid reaction force. Could that actually stop Vladimir Putin? Well, 4,000 is, is a nice rapid reaction for us. The problem is we've talked about this in the past. NATO has pledged in the past they would have these kinds of rapid reaction forces, and they never get around to doing it. The other thing the president said is the, our NATO allies um, have agreed that they're going to increase their defense spending. They're all going to get up to 2% of oh, nice. um, GDP for their, their new NATO contributions and defense spending. They've not done that in the past. They well, promised and, and, to, but as they we haven't. Learned, we've just learned that that's actually optional that you can give up to 2%. I would love for my taxes to just be optional. Uh, but nevertheless, so those countries yeah. haven't, haven't fulfilled their promises before. Why on earth would they do it now? Well, and particularly, it's a good point, Heather, because all of the European countries, including now Germany, are having economic doldrums. So why can they make the case to their own people, look, we're going to cut other programs, we're going to increase our defense spending? But, Heather, there was something in the speech that the president or the press conference today that really struck me. Yesterday, the president made a very passionate address to the Estonian people. Remember, Estonia is one of those three Baltic states. It's a member of NATO. And he said, Estonia, if you're attacked, we will all come to your defense, which is what people think the NATO treaty says, an attack against one, we all come and help defend that nation. Today, the president used a different phrase. He said, an armed attack. Now, if you look Mm. at that NATO treaty, it says armed attack. It doesn't say attack. Now, it sounds like this is sort of an in-the-weeds conversation. It's not. Because Putin's warfare tactics in eastern Ukraine, in Crimea, was to never have an armed attack. It was to have this sort of vague gray area uh, you mean because war. it was done so with what would happen if Putin because it was done do with rebels again? instead of uh, men wearing actual Russian uniforms? Is that what you mean? No, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant at all. No. But because you misunderstood, uh, so she said, "Oh yeah, of course that's what I meant." Uh, anyways, they jump ahead here. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Putin's now controlling parts of eastern Ukraine. The, this is not really an economics, a military story, Heather. It's economics. And that's why the president, Poroshenko, said we had no choice. We had to agree to a ceasefire. All right, Chase. So you're wondering, why would Ukraine give up this territory when right. they're being backed by the U.S.? Yeah. They, you know, they have Russian separatists in there that are backed by Russia. They got, they got, a, they got their backs. You, you, why, why, would Ukraine, why would Ukraine announce a ceasefire, right? KT's going to tell you right here why they're doing it. It's, All right. Guess what, Chase? Mm. You know, what do you always say, Chase? What, when, when you are on the show, you say, well, there's one thing that always remains true. What do you always say, Chase? Show me the money! Why? Because the Ukrainian economy is in free fall. They're about to go into a winter. They have no reserves. They don't have the natural gas they need to keep their people warm in the winter. And the longer this fighting goes on, the worse the Ukrainian economy gets. KT, why aren't we arming the Ukrainians to help them help themselves? Just why aren't we giving the Ukrainians some guns? No, for gosh sakes. Give them some guns. Give them some guns. And stop Vladimir Putin. 
Well, I think it's a really good point. You know, if they- now hold on, <laughs> I want you to stop and think about this for a second. These two women on national mother frickin' television, yeah, are talking about this. And do you remember what they opened? They just announced a ceasefire. Right. So now, so they, they just announced a ceasefire, which means no more firing, no, no more, more guns. Why don't we give them some guns? <laughs> They don't have the natural gas they need to keep their people warm in the winter. And the longer this fighting goes on, the worse the Ukrainian economy gets. Katie, why aren't we arming the Ukrainians to help them help themselves and stop Vladimir Putin? Well, I think that's a really good point. You know, if the Ukrainians are willing to fight, we should give them the equipment. When I was there in June... Um, derisively, some of the Ukrainian military people said, well, you know, you've given us meals ready to eat. We've asked you for... I love, I just, I love, first of all, it doesn't sound like she's making this up at all. No, of course not. It doesn't sound like she's completely manufacturing this story as she talks about it at all. But I, I love, like, the indignity. Like, you've given us food. You've given us communications hey, equipment. Hey, to be fair, Chris, MREs are really damn good. They are. Have you had one? Dude, no, I want some in the studio. I think I could use some. Dude, I got some in my garage. They're good All for right. like 10 years. Let's do it. I'll bring We've you We've asked you for vests. We've asked you for night vision goggles. We've asked you to share intelligence. And you've always said, well, we'll get around to it. We'll get around to it. So the United yeah. States... We had the head of the CIA in their offices, okay? I think we're sharing intelligence. And they talk a good game. And when you listen to the president, it sounded like we were... But the fact is we have not delivered on our words. Well, uh, the president saying today that we will offer some non-lethal aid to them to help out. It could take the form of uh, some flak jackets and, and, and the like. But, uh, KT, we're going to have to leave it there. Have a terrific weekend. KT McFarland, <laughs> national security analyst for Fox News. Thanks so much, as always, for joining us. We're, we're, we're going to give them flak jackets. That's going to help them defend their country. That same non-lethal aid we gave uh, Syria, I'm yeah. sure. So there you go. Just give them some guns. Ceasefire's been announced. Just give them some guns. And, by the way... Also, some seriously hard-hitting war games are scheduled to happen later this month. President Obama and the West have long said that the situation in Ukraine is about President Vladimir Putin trying to regain the power and land that was lost years ago. President Obama was seeking to make that point, and it seems he had a bit of a blunder. Take a listen. Reaching back to the days of the czars... (laughs) Trying to reclaim lands lost in the 19th century... By the way... um, what we're doing here, what what Barry is doing, and what 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 all U.S. politicians are doing, and I, I, I maybe I just need to disclaim it again. Um, I don't give a shit about Putin or Russia. I'm not some Russia fanboy. I'm not like some like RT dick sucker. All I'm just saying is you've got a country that went through a devastating collapse. Yeah. But they are rich in natural resources. Yeah. They have a massive geography, and now they're now they're re- reappearing on the world stage and reasserting themselves. Well, they got their feet back underneath them. They, exactly. They've, they've turned their energy resources right. into money. Yes. Now that they have money, they can right. buy equipment. They're doing. What every people. other company that is in the sa- or company country, same thing, same thing, that is in the same position, it is actually yeah. the same thing yeah. that is in the same position would do. What we are doing because that challenges our position is we are reframing that as they are going back to the ways they used to be, back to the czars. It's, it's, it's so, it's so almost, it's so obvious in some ways. They're getting the Take band back together. That's what they're doing. That's what Putin all he wants, man. He just wants to get his band back together. Listen, reaching back to the days of the czars trying to reclaim lands lost in the 19th century, 
is surely not the way to secure Russia's greatness in the 21st century. He likely didn't mean to say the 19th century, which is when Russia sold the territory which is now Alaska to the U.S., seemingly a bit of a mistake on the part of the speechwriters. Oh. All right, and also yesterday we saw the U.S. announce that 200 U.S. soldiers are headed to Ukraine for peacekeeping exercises in mid-September. Now that's according to the Pentagon. The exercise, which is called Rapid Trident, will take place in the western part of the country. In a separate exercise, 120 U.S. personnel and six F-16 fighter jets will participate in a joint training operation at Lask Air Base in Poland from September 4th to October 8th. Meanwhile, Russia's defense ministry also announced yesterday that the forces in charge of its nuclear arsenal will conduct exercises this month involving more than 4,000 soldiers and 400 technical units, including aircraft. The ministry says the exercises will take place in the Altai region of south-central Russia. The timing of these training operations by both Moscow and Washington raises concerns that this could lead to further tensions between the two countries. Earlier, I was joined... Yeah. <laughs> You think? And so here we are. Oh, it's a ceasefire, everybody. But, but we're just doing uh, exercises. We just got a few big exercises the, planned. And we just think maybe we should send in some guns. But the ceasefires in, a, in the other part, notice we're doing the exercises in the western part of the country, the other side, you know. And by the way, when I think DMZ, I think of Klingons. <laughs> I think of the Romulans. Romulans yeah. <laughs> you know. Jeez. Um, You've right. entered the neutral zone. Uh, so there is there is so many more ISIS clips in the supporter ISIL. sync. Please go get that. Uh, grab that folder. There's we're gonna we'll hit the ground running next week. Back to our regular schedule. Uh, really quick note, just to follow up on our last show, yes. uh, the uh, uh, Justice Department is announced a probe into the Ferguson Police Department. Yeah, right about that. Wait for it and go. CBS has a dramatic Today, pause. Today, the U.S. Department of Justice like launched it's a, a broad pause. investigation into the police force of Ferguson, Missouri. A grand jury is already investigating last month's shooting death of an unarmed black man by a white police officer. But Justice correspondent Bob Orr tells us this new federal probe will go far beyond that. Attorney General Eric Holder said on his visit to Ferguson, Missouri last month, he heard numerous stories of a largely white police force clashing with a majority African-American population. People consistently express concerns stemming from specific alleged incidents, from general policing practices, and from the lack of diversity yeah. on the Ferguson police I have a Weasley voice. force. <laughs> Holder said those accounts and a review of policing records helped persuade him that a Justice Department civil rights investigation was necessary. <laughs> oh. Our investigation will assess the police department's use of force, mm. including deadly force. It will analyze stops, searches, and arrests. Ferguson was racked by violence after the shooting death of Michael Brown. Police repeatedly clashed with protesters. Today, Ferguson officials welcomed the Justice Department probe and said in a statement, our collaborative efforts are another step forward as we continue the process of earning back the trust of our residents and our neighbors. The civil rights action comes on top of an ongoing FBI investigation, specifically into the circumstances surrounding the shooting. Federal prosecutors are trying to determine if Officer Darren Wilson violated Brown's rights in killing the unarmed teenager. 
For now, civil rights investigators are focused solely on the police department in Ferguson. But federal officials say the probe could be expanded to other nearby police forces, Scott, if evidence suggests more widespread problems. And a decision on whether to charge the officer is likely weeks away. Bob Orr, thanks very much. Thanks, Bob. Great work. Thanks, Bob. So there you go. They're going to do an investigation. Do you think it'll do much, Chase? A little Red Book prediction here. I Actually, I, I do. Uh, and the reason why is I, I've actually looked at a little bit of the history. Whenever... Uh, they get involved in these investigative stuff. They've the majority of the time, I would say about seventy five percent of the time, they've actually found issues with departments. Mm-hmm. They've uh, mm-hmm. they've actually implemented you know change plans. I mean, hell, even our Seattle Police Department is in an agreement right now with the Justice Department in changing certain procedures. So, I would say I would have to lean towards yeah. I mean, obviously. All right. Before we get totally off the ISIS topic, ISIL. this is our ISIS ISIL episode. Uh, we like to end on a high note. Would you believe I have somehow found a way to combine the Ugh. high note with ISIS? That's your cue. ISIL. Coverage? Uh-huh. You ready for this? I'm ready. If you weren't already prepared to hate ISIS, ISIL. now you will. We are the Islamic state. We have taken over the town of North of Aleppo, having defeated the Free Syrian Army. And the groups that robbed the people and spread corruption upon the land. Man, they pause like Obama does. We have seized a field of narcotic plants called cannabis. <laughs> Ready for this, Chase? This is the entire field, as you can see. Not a very good field, if you ask me. Now, what do you think they're going to do, Chase? They're going to burn them. These narcotics were planted in the middle of the field. Right, I'm going to jump ahead. I'm going to jump sides, ahead. You have vegetables and pepper and tomatoes and corn. Get your hate ready. Here they go. They're chopping down the weed, Chase. They're chopping down the weed. Oh, no, Chase. They're pouring gasoline oh, on the weed, no. Chase. Oh, no. Oh, how dare they? They're going to get hot. Now the internet is so angry at ISIS. Look at there. They go. They burn the weed. Now, if there's... if the if this wasn't going after the hipster audience, I don't know what's going to convince them to hate ISIS right You know, there. if they used diesel, it would have been a lot better. Yeah. I wonder, do you suppose, like, some of them are standing downwind? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, there's gas fumes, but it's worth it, man. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I love that that made a big stink online this week. <laughs> Literally. I think that, ayo. Ayo. <laughs> All right, we got to, we got to, we got to, jeez, we got a lot to cover and we got to get out of here. Um... Okay, Chase. Yes, Chris. Do you want to cover um, states that have legalized medical marijuana have significantly fewer painkiller overdose deaths or children being saved from brain tumors thanks to cannabis? Hey, it's about the kids, Chris. Let's do both of them. Yeah. Starting with the kids. A young Oregon girl is improving after she took cannabis oil. Her parents gave it to her, hoping to stop the growth of her terminal brain tumor. Eric and Bethany Merklin found out 16 months ago that Four-year-old Leah had just months to live. The brain tumor took away Leah's steady walk. It caused her eyes to cross. They decided to take drastic action. With the support of Leah's doctor, the Merklins turned to cannabis oil for an alternative approach. We started the cannabis oil, and she's walking, and her version of running and jumping yeah. and going. She went to school all of last year. Walking in high heels. Now the Merklins say Leah's tumor has not grown from January to July. They're struggling right now to pay for the cannabis oil, which runs them 100 bucks a week. To raise money, a silent auction will be held next Wednesday at the Good Roots Community Church in Milwaukee. 
So, Chris, Chris, I, you, Chase, I'm sorry, I don't care because you know this is a Schedule One drug. Okay, and you know right now hey, it Chase, is a felony. Chase, it's a felony, Chris. She couldn't walk, and now she can run. I don't care. I don't care, Chris. Oh. Chris, this is this is a this Chase, is but her better- her tumor hasn't grown since she started using the oh, the cannabis oil, and that's confirmed by several doctors. Uh, uh, hold on, I gotta get some more money from the pharmaceutical company. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, here, while you're getting that money from the pharmaceutical company... Show me the money! They, they better not let us run this next one. Dr. Hart, I want to get your take on a recent study that's pretty fascinating. It found that states that have legalized marijuana have significantly fewer deaths from prescription painkiller overdoses. Why is that? Now, one of the things we have to make sure we clearly understand is that this is a correlational study. It's not causation. Okay. So, the core, so when we think about determining cause or how confident we, we are in terms of cause, the causes or the finding, we can be uh, – our confidence is we're intrigued by these findings. I am – I think that they're, they're uh, findings that should be followed up on, and it makes sense when we think about at a basic science level – when you give opioids and cannabinoids, which marijuana is a cannabinoid, when you give them together, they work synergistically in order to decrease pain. So perhaps people are decreasing their opioid intake because they don't need as much. Mm-hmm. And so I think that this needs to be followed up on. I think is extremely encouraging. And it also speaks to this issue of folks who say things like marijuana has no medical potential. This just flies in the face of that sort of nonsense and raises a lot of questions that should be answered thank you so much well prescription pills a potentially deadly fix that shows no age discrimination here's the story of a boy hooked at the age of 13 and who's still battling addiction more than 12 years later i just left that part on there (laughs) just kind of related i thought uh and uh here is uh another uh sort of uh take on that little story and i think this one might be from a more local take but i can't remember because it was i got it like a couple weeks ago states across the yep, country might local. want to rethink their policy about medical marijuana a new study suggests states like washington with legal medical marijuana sales actually saw a drop in the number of deaths from painkiller overdoses researchers say chronic pain patients who use medical marijuana can cut back on the number of opioid pain medications they take Reducing the risk of overdoses. Uh, Chris, uh, this just in. Yeah, uh, hold on, f- Chase. Hold on, Chase. Uh, hold on, Chase, because you know why. <laughs> yeah, know that means it must yeah. be breaking news. Breaking uh, news. This is CNN Breaking News. Uh, a major pharmaceutical company, uh, we cannot mention the name right now, is actually giving the government more money to push the agenda oh. that marijuana is bad because this story is cutting into the profits. Chris? I think that's just – just, those those couple of stories are fascinating. Um, but, you know, that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean we, we're getting the proof, and we've known the proof forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say, what, 20 I, years? I believe – so remember one of the stories we have been following on this show is the quote-unquote villainization of dabbing. Where, oh, you know, making oh, yeah. these oils. Is, yeah. I think it's because they, the oil concentrated form is even so much stronger than smoking yeah. the or burning the plant yeah. that it's even more powerful than the pharmaceuticals. And it's like, like the pharmaceuticals are very concentrated and they're strong. But if you, if you get it, if you get cannabis in the oil form, it is so powerful that I think they're like, well, we can't compete against that. But Chris, yeah, we, we, we got to get rid of it because it's cutting into our profits. And it's going to actually, I don't know, help decrease tumors and, and help with there, – there's loads of medical benefits. I mean, we don't need to go through them. Yeah. Uh, and if you disagree with us, that's fine. But the proof's out there. 
it's out there. We've been here, and so and we follow this because we're here in Washington State. It's what, in our backyard, and it's uh, where one of the few states in the United States of America that has done one of two. One or, of two. Or the legal. Right. Um, yeah, Recreationally. Recreational. Uh, and so as part of that, there's been this interesting thing where some of the cities are pushing back. And it wasn't clear what was going to happen if the cities would be overruled or if they would have the ability to block cannabis sales in their jurisdiction. Right. And we have answers Welcome now. Welcome back. It's a legal fight over pot stores with major implications for Washington's marijuana industry. A judge ruled today the city of Fife can prohibit pot retail stores and businesses within city limits. But the decision avoided the big issue of whether the legalization of marijuana in our state contradicts federal law. Adam Mertz was inside the courtroom and the decision came down today. Adam, what does this all mean? Well, the judge's decision was straightforward. The city of Fife can ban these pot shops, but it's the decision that he didn't make that really could have had a big impact on the legalization of marijuana in our state. <laughs> in Pierce County Court, Ted Weatherby watched as his legal team argued for his right to open a marijuana store. You can't say, if I'm the state, I'm allowing you to do retail marijuana operations and then for you to say, but you can't do it here. Now that marijuana is legal, Weatherby believes he should be allowed to operate in Fife, which has banned pot stores. Under the, Fife, the state scheme, Fife was allocated zero marijuana retail businesses. Zero. On the surface, it's a legal case between Weatherby and the city, with the judge ruling in favor of Fife. Again, I conclude that Fife's uh, ordinance is not preempted by I-502 or other state law. But what the judge didn't rule on was the question of whether marijuana can be legal in Washington if federal law says it's illegal. That was part of Fife's argument for keeping pot stores out of the city. Anytime that there is an argument uh, addressing legalization of marijuana that could reach that federal preemption issue, then that has the ability to eviscerate an issue of 502. The judge called is ruling fairly narrow. It was applauded by the city of Fife's attorney. The initiative, as the judge just ruled, allows local zoning authority to be exercised. Pot entrepreneur Ted Weatherby says he'll continue to challenge the only ruling made in court today. We're not going to take it as a total setback. Clearly, the federal argument no longer has any weight with all the municipalities in the state that have been trying to block on that. And I think there, too, as more states go legal, that federal, that federal argument will become weaker and weaker right. and weaker. It'll be eroded. And I've, and I've already made the Red Book prediction that we're going to see a gradual notch down of federal law on this. It's going, yeah. to, become, it's going to move from a, a Schedule 1 to Schedule 2, and eventually it's, it's just going to be a cascading effect. I mean, I don't it think it's be, going to be gradual. It I would mean, be, it's going to be very gradual. It would be fascinating slow. to see if it, if it gets determined as part of the presidential race. I doubt it. Well, you know, you know what happens, Chris. You know, they always have these open hall, town style, uh, you know, meetings and stuff. I bet you that question is going to come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, of especially course. during the the primaries. I mean, you're going to see candidates on both sides do that. I mean, the thing is, I'm all for cities' rights too. You know, and if if the city, like say for example, city of Marysville, they've they've decided no, they don't want to be a part and have they revenues associated with having marijuana sales in the city, they made that decision on their own, and they have to 
be held accountable by their constituents. Right. Even though the majority of constituents voted for it. Right. <laughs> even well, though they voted for it, they said, no, we don't want our city to have that. That can be one of those things that if, uh, you know, time can work it out, can work out. People yeah. can change their vote. Uh, revenues can uh, change the way people think and things like that. Yeah. I mean, like uh, the city of Oakland, California, for, for the longest time legally, uh, pinball machines were illegal. And it's just and, ju- and granted, even though they've been in the city for years, they haven't enforced the law. Right. But it's one of those situations where I, I believe in cities' rights. I believe in states' rights, and obviously there's you know national rights. And it's one of those situations where, while you know everybody would love to be able to open up a strip club wherever they yeah. want, hey oh, you can't. If, like if there's a school nearby or whatever. So you know, I want to see. We've already known about the great positives of marijuana. We've read about them, uh, and hopefully. Yeah, we'll get better. I, and I think we'll continue to follow as our state figures it out and Colorado figures it out. Then the other states will follow well, that lead. I know Oregon's next yep. on the docket. I don't know of any other states are coming up this year or this November and voting. Uh, but one of my good friends lives down in the Portland area, and he's telling me that this formed initiative down there is one of the best written. Uh, hey. at, it's, so it has a shot. It has a, a, a very legitimate shot of happening. Well, so here's the plan for next week. Should we be back on our regular Wednesday night, and it should be a standard regular show and a supporter show. Sweet. I don't know what we'll exactly we'll be tracking. I wanted to get a bunch of stuff into this episode so we could sort of get back on our feet and follow this. The Supporters Sync has even more content, a lot more content. Well, the good news is people can still contribute. Yes. At unfilteredatreddit.com. Yes. Submit stories as you see them pop Please. up over the weekend. Please, we need your help more than ever right now because it's crazy what's going on out there. We so really many, could use your help. So many splinters to follow yeah, right now. It's, it's, crazy. it's nuts. Unfilteredatreddit.com. Also, if you want to know when we're doing things live, if things change, go to jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar or follow us on Twitter. I'm twitter.com slash chrislas. What about you, Chase? I'm at Nunes, N-U-N-E-S. Hey, I know you spent some time down at PAX. Oh, man, I, I got so, so much video. <laughs> is there a place I could go to see some of you that? You can go to geekgamer.com. TV. That is where you can check out all the PAX 14 coverage. I got a couple of videos up right now. Uh, Geek Chic and um, Cannon Brawl, a couple yep. of games. Uh, some Linux titles in there as well. You got you showed them off on the Linux Action yeah, Show. I got some interviews don't for miss, you. Don't uh, miss, was it uh, 127, I think, of the Linux Action Show? Yeah. Uh, had uh, some interviews. Was it 327? Or is oh, it yeah, 327. Yeah. yeah, of course. Uh, I think, right? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, who knows? Numbers, Chase. A billion. You're in there, though. Yes. You can check it out. Yeah, so you guys, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Unfilter. We'll see you right back here. Next Next week. So, Chris, yes, sir, yes, sir. I know we need to do another how-to segment. Yeah, how-to boy, do we hardcore, too. I, I, and a lot of guys out there, they're saying, oh, uh, Chase, it's uh, so what happened to how-to Linux? I mean, jbtitles.com, everybody, jbtitles.com, let's boat. Uh, I mean, what's going on? Uh, I mean, what happened to the show? Yeah. Uh, is it because you're working? No. We just haven't done a segment What are you yet. doing Saturday night? You want to do one? Oh, oh, uh, uh, what am I doing Saturday night? Uh, well, I'm slated to go to Canada tomorrow. What? Oh, okay. Uh, but no, actually, I want to I wanna 
I want the next segment to be very meaty. The ice is hot, hot box. That's funny. And it's something that I want to do. All right. What is it? What is it? And it might be a big project. Lay it on me. Um, so I want to create a security system for my home. Oh, that's a good one. Utilizing uh, maybe some Raspberry Pis. Whoa, dude. That's in, that's in web, depth. Webcams. All right. All right. Monitoring the whole nine yards. Holy shite. And I, and I want to do a, a building block. Building yeah. blocks approach yeah. to say, all right, let's it's like first a four segment approach. Right. So let's first set up the cameras. Boom. Let's get the cameras together. Boom. Then let's get your home base server set up. Home base. Uh, so you can monitor your stuff from the web or you know activate it from your phone. That sort of thing. Uh, basically, that's uh, I, I, I want to do an open source home base security system. Nice. Uh, I mean, there's loads of things out there. There's drop cam. There's these off the shelf things. There's these things you could buy at Costco. But I really want to incorporate it into a segmented, step-by-step approach See, Adam, for anybody who wants to do that. Adam from Vancouver says, I already emailed about this. I want this done, he says. I think a lot of people like that idea. Yeah, and it's one of those things where if we break it up in segments, say, all right, this week we're going to talk about cameras uh, and just do a, a building, bro- building blocks approach. I mean, there's probably a solution out there where I could take a Raspberry Pi pop a really like a c910 or a 920 oh and yeah that'll, totally. that'll be my oh, high yeah, definition easy. security easy. cam easy peasy um so it's one and it's one of those situations where i want to learn how to do that uh another thing uh i ran it i talked to joe falby the one of my co-hosts uh where we're doing all the pack stuff jbtitles.com jbtitles.com go vote the cool thing about packs is if you have a game boy 3ds yeah there's something called street pass uh, we're, you have to have the 3DS? Yeah, a th- any, any, oh. no, any, any oh. DS, okay. any DS. Oh, okay, or, I got a DS. Yeah. Uh, so the street pass thing where you basically, you, you get you, you get puzzle pieces and you yeah. collect characters. Well, yeah. you could set up with a Raspberry Pi and a Wi-Fi addition to it, a virtual access point so you can get street passes while you're at home that's from cool. anyone in the world. That's cool. So there's neat little cool gaming hacks with Linux and Raspberry Pi yeah, and open dude. source. Oh yeah, those are the things I really want to do. I also, of of course, want to. I want to change my my flavor of Linux. Yeah. I want to I mess yeah. around. Yeah, 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 with yeah, yeah. Uh, some other flavors yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we should do that. Um, so when are we going to do things. all this? Why you got to go? Why you got to be going to Canada tomorrow? Because I need a segment so hard for this weekend. So hard. Oh. I'll keep you posted because uh, I may not go tomorrow. I don't know yet. Well, you let me know because if you're not. Well, I don't know what we could do. I don't know. I don't know what we could do tomorrow night. Yeah. I want uh, com. So right now, here's our top here's our top contenders. Number 1, the ISIS hot box. Hot box. Number 2, the Islamic State debate. Number 3, ISIL's idiot trap. And uh, ISIS reports also in there. I like I I like I like Hmm. I feel like we should focus on ISIS. ISIS needs to be in there. Um, ISIS report or ISIS hotbox between the two? Hmm. Titles. Oh, Adam from Vancouver are also talking about light switches. Yeah, that'd be fun. I mean, is there an open source solution? I mean, I know that that Belkin, ha- Belkin has that that light switch solution. Well, even like these in a tech, so these huge lights. There's yeah. you can actually. Is there is there an open SDK? There's a there's an there is like <laughs> uh, you can actually send commands to that little base station just using like Linux scripts. Ooh, yeah, it's pretty cool. See those? those I mean. I understand, you know, Linux on uh, on the desktop and on the laptop. Your face, Chase. is great. No, your face. But I, I, I love to implement it with, with, with solutions that can help. Especially you know, for appliance type stuff. Like, like improve lives and, and, like, you know, feel secure and stuff. So I feel like the ISIS hotbox is funny, 
but I want to make a title where people are like, what that? I what I essentially want is a title where people are going, what the hell is going on with ISIS? This show is going to tell me. Like I've been hearing a lot about ISIS. What's really going on? This show is going to tell me. That's what I want the title to convey. Uh, I would say the uh, actually I might do a twist on uh, yours of ISIS report. I would just call it the ISIS update. ISIS update, or maybe ISIS update one, because I no doubt we're going to come back to it. Hmm. Yeah, this will not be over. Pretty dry, but that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, and it helps build technically our narrative of of the coverage. The ISIS update. ISIS update. Why don't, don't you know. sit down and tell me about ISIS? When you, when you, uh, go to linuxacademy.com slash coders for uh, Coder oh, Radio oh, and linuxacademy.com slash unplugged for Linux it. Unplugged. The ISIS conversation. The ISIS conversation. I think that's close. The ISIS discussion. The ISIS, the ISIS situation. By the way, I found pictures of the $750 million embassy in Baghdad. Yeah. These are from a year ago. Right, yeah. Um, the truth about oh, ISIS? How about that? How about the truth about ISIS? The truth of ISIS? The truth of ISIS? You like the truth of ISIS? I like that. Right? I think the the one problem is someone will inherently go, well, that's your version of yeah, the truth. Yeah, that's fine, though. Yeah. That at least gets them interested. So here, uh, so here is uh, some pictures. This is the Chancery Building. This is located at the intersection of Broadway and Main Street within the ca- compound. They have a Broadway and a Main Street. Yeah. Uh, here a man carries dry cleaning past the blast walls surrounding the facility. Okay. So there are all the flat uh, walls. This is the Annex Building. The embassy compound is larger than the Vatican City. What did I, what, did I, what was the title idea that I said? Uh, the, the ISIS Truth. The Truth of ISIS? The Truth of ISIS. The Truth About ISIS. The truth of ISIS. The truth of ISIS. I don't know if I like that at all, to tell you the truth. So, I'm sorry, you say the the compound's larger than the Vatican City? It's larger than the Vatican City. It contains a food court and a shopping mall where embassy staff can spend their hazard pay. Here is a Christmas tree standing in the lobby of the Chancery Building in the compound. Uh, Here, uh, Americans residing in the embassy are encouraged to wash their hands when returning inside. So, you can see all the uh, great sinks there and so. Uh, here, uh, it contains also a six-lane swimming pool Hey-o! where Americans can swim laps, of course. Uh, here is the uh, an embassy employee, one of 1,350 government employees, thousands of contractors working out in the fitness center. Okay. Here is a uh, weight room and a regulation-sized basketball court, which is nice. The ISIS mistake. The ISIS buildup. I don't like the ISIS mistake. I don't like that one. Uh, here, uh, by the way, you know, they love comment boxes there too, Chris. Uh, this is a comment box in the hallway of the facilities building. The embassy <laughs> costs seven times as much as the Iraqi police college. The ISIS reality. Here, Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, the ISIS reality. I like that one. Uh, here's the palatial dining room. You got flags of the world, or all the states, I'm sorry. Um, and then you got the U.S. flag there. Mm. Uh, here, uh, embassy employees get to choose from burgers, sushi, Mexican fiesta, Thai beef, grilled shrimp salad, sandwiches, and more. Uh, here, uh, there's a fresh fruit stand and a fake palm tree. Uh, you can get desserts as well. Look at that. 
Wow. The embassy dra- generates its own power, has oh. wells for water, and a wells treatment and sewage plants all on the property, Gives Chris. you an idea of how big it is. Uh, don't forget, Chris, there's also a regulation-sized soccer field. This is, this is an empire's kingdom. In another country is what yep. this is. Uh, here, as apartment complexes within the compound are stocked with bulletproof glass all around. Mark's covering the sh- covering I'm sure that was shrub. cheap. Nope. Yeah, man, definitely. <laughs> and also a nice commemorative plaque uh, with Condoleezza Rice on there and dedicated uh, to Ryan Crocker, the ambassador. And, uh, and there you go. So this this is your tax dollars at work. I mean, there's a comment on this on this post. I like that desserts and cookies are two separate things. Like. Like, not only do we have desserts, but then we got a whole effing section for, for cookies. cookies. Yeah. Uh, Look at those fruits, Oh, yeah, don't forget dude. ice cream, too. There's that's, ice cream. That's bigger than a freaking grocery store. I mean, here's what I understand. And this there was a comment that kind of prompted me this to think. We are doing, like, fundraisers for schools so they could, I don't know, plant new grass. Or <laughs> they can, uh, you know, put in a portable classroom or something. Yet we're just throwing out... Uh, you know, almost a billion dollars, seven hundred and fifty million dollars on this one, this one thing, this one thing. I guarantee you, seven hundred fifty million dollars is a lowball estimate. No way, it only costs seven fifty mil. No, 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 no. And that this did not go to a low bidder. This, this is a billion dollar facility, hands down, minimum. And I bet you, if you follow the contributions, if you follow the money. You'll you'll see that it went to a contractor oh, yeah. who knew somebody who knew somebody oh, who, yeah. who donated to somebody's campaign, yep. uh, and that you know y- you talk about losing faith in humanity, Chris. You were talking about that earlier. I'm losing faith in our effing government structure. Uh, you know, I I I I really wish sometimes that we had a government structure like Canada or the UK where we can just go ahead. We lose confidence. They all get parliament gets shut down. I, 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 I will. I will. Uh, hold, hold, hold on, guys. Come on, Pre- I, the, Mr. Uh, President. There's just uh, Mr. President. I, I, I think you know. You know what I say? So that would be great. I think to help glue this thing and have the UN help glue it, and you know, f- the EU. <laughs> That's what I say to that. Oh, remember geez. how uh, remember how Victoria Newland uh, said "fuck the EU" and yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I remember. And then it and then it turned out that everything she said in that call is exactly what happened. Remember that, Chase? Hey, Chase, do you remember that part where Victoria Newland was all like, "So that would be great, I think, to help glue this thing and have the UN help glue it." Uh huh. And you know, f- the EU. Yeah, just screw those guys. You know, WWNSX says he lost tr- trust in the government with the Snowden leaks. I, I lost trust with the government long before the leaks. Of of Snowden, uh, I, I I would I, I, I what I would say. I'm sorry. What did you say? Uh, I, 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 well, what I was going to say, Mr. President, is you're. I, 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 I was going to say, Mr. President, you're lucky that only you know half the country really votes. Well, what you hear Uh these two high U.S. officials discussing Uh is literally putting uh, members of the Ukrainian opposition, uh, Uh moving them around like as if they were playing chess Uh on how to configure a new government Uh in Ukraine. The U.S. ambassador Uh to Ukraine, uh, Jeffrey Payet, and the U.S. Uh assistant secretary of state, Victoria Uh Nuland, Uh were uh, trying to figure out who would would fit best in what position. Uh They said that uh, one of the opposition leaders, Yatsenuk, is the guy with the economic 
democratic uh, experience uh. and the best governing experience, that he's the guy that should be on, on the inside. When, uh, with, they also mentioned uh, Klitschko, another opposition uh, leader, and uh, another, uh, one more, uh, Tseny Bok. Uh, those two, the two U.S. It's, officials say that those are the guys that should remain outside of government. They Chris, even referenced uh, Klitschko this, as an from, uh, complicated uh, electron idol? in, in, in uh, the, the circumstance of creating a new government. They, Do I have to uh, dial a phone number and hit pound one to vote for Yuchenko? that he's having in his marriage right now, how that could come into play with him having a role in the the newly formed Ukrainian government. They spoke about keeping the moderate Democrats. I'm driving off laughing, this is what I'll say. Keep it locked right here. It's Friday night, everybody. We got great stuff coming up next. Keep it locked here for more tickets. So, you know, but yeah. God, Putin, man, he's really screwed up Ukraine, huh? What a jerk. Chris, what I think we should be doing is we need one of us needs to win the lottery. And we just go buy an island in the San Juan, so they're about seven, eight million. And we just, uh... Fuck the EU, This is what I'll say. <laughs> it's Friday night. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get out of here for 112. Oh, boy. We'll be back next week, Wednesday night. Regular bat time. Regular bat, bat channel. channel. Yeah. Following all of the shenanigans. Hopefully you guys will be here helping us keep on the straight and narrow. And thank you for your support over at patreon.com slash unfiltered. Yeah. Thanks a lot, you guys. Have a great weekend and go Giants. Good night, everybody. Go Giants! <laughs> Jesus.